Okay. Okay, we're rolling. And this episode we're going to talk about is... Episode 6, in which peer pressure and adolescent cruelty become a demonic hyena possession gang. (laughs) I absolutely love your synopses. (laughs) Um... I have a very different energy from this episode. Um, ah. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, see, these mean kids, they mm-hmm. give off like such malevolent gay energy. that um, Gay energy? Yeah, like specifically. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're very queer. Like all of them together. Like the, the two boys, the two girls, they're just... They are like a non-normative family unit, you know? Okay. And that's even before the hyenas take possession of their body. There's just something about the four of them that is uh, hugely, yeah, very queer. And I have to admit, I didn't read it that way on first watch, but I think I kind of see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's nothing, hmm. there's nothing sexual about their... Like it's not there's, there's a sexual thing between them. But that's almost what makes it queer. It's like, you know, there's two boys, there's two girls, but their their relationship is based in the fact that they are mean uh, rather than in their gender. And that okay. makes it queer. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, these two boys, they're like absolute evil twinks. They give off um, evil twink energy. <laughs> Which is uh, the one of the only podcasts I listen to is the Bad Gays podcast, and that is you know one of their one of their phrases, Evil Twink Energy or. Oh, I've not listened to it. Should I look it up? You should. It's very good. It's very very good. Excellent. Um, but but they are they are some evil twinks. These guys, like they really are. Like they're just, you know, and then they're like, oh, look at Buffy and all her friends when she's by herself for like five minutes. <laughs> They are so, so mean in, like, the lamest possible way. And also, like, I mean, I can't get over the fact that they are, like, at least in their mid-40s. They all of them are. And No, uh, they're not. They're, 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 they're in the early 20s, these guys. I've Googled them. Are they? Well, are we talking about the, act- the actors? Okay, yeah, but the like, actors. So I think it's not so much the actors' physical appearances as the way they're dressed. Yeah, they're dressed very... And yeah. it's because it's the nineties, right? So like I'm sure like people who were teenagers in the nineties <clears throat> probably are in their mid forties now, right? I don't know, I'm not doing the sums, but like At least. Yeah, and like people pretty much dress like they did when they were at that age, right? A lot of the time. That's when your style is kind of formulated. Well, I'll tell you, I googled each and every one of the hyenas. Uh-huh. And um so I think like the main evil twink guy, the brunette guy, he he continued being an actor and he's he's done all right and stuff. Um, but the short haired, the short dark haired girl hyena, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, that is also like I guess the the, the two prominent ones, are the dark haired ones, and the two less prominent mm-hmm. ones are the fair haired ones. So the female mm-hmm. prominent one, uh, her name, uh, is Lady. Michael McCrane. So I don't know if, because because I think on Buffy her name's just Michael McCrane. But if you Google her now, she is Lady Michael McCrane, and I don't know wow. if she has married a lord or like how you get that name. And um, wow. 
she now works selling high-end real estate in Orange County. Oh, huh. So... That's those evil energy vibes that you were picking up Exactly. On, huh? I mean, that's that. Like, ah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's kind of ah. disgusting. But they're but, like, even if they're only in their early 20s, they're still hanging out with high school kids. And they're so mean to the high school kids. They're so mean. But they're mean in like a stupidest way. Like, you know when he's a bit like, um, <laughs> the bit when he comes up to this guy, Lance, he's Lance and we never see him again. But he's basically the proto-Jonathan. Uh-huh. Which, you know, we'll we'll get to Jonathan. But he he's like a proto Jonathan. He's like the proto this is the short, weird kid at school that is like the butt of all the jokes. Um and they come up to him when they're like at the monkeys and they're like, Oh, what is this? A family reunion? And it's I like know. that's like an absolute dad joke. Like that's not a mean kid so, thing. Just that is like, like something yeah. your dad would say to you when you're at the zoo. <laughs> Honestly, these guys, yeah, so I say they're so mean, but they're not mean in a way that really cuts. You know, they're mean in, like, the lamest, like, least effective way. And, like, they have nothing on the kids in my school. Like, the kids in my school could, like, cut to your core with their comments, you know, and these guys are just like, oh, what is this, a family reunion? Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder why nobody cool ever wants to hang out with you? <laughs> So, like, they're mean, but they're also crap at being mean as and well. Then, yeah, and then he's like, oh, I wish I had a camera. And then suddenly goes, Wah! like, and pretends he has a camera and his whole face lights up. And it's just like, this is not oh. cool, man. This is, yeah. Evil but then, yeah, they're also, they've got these evil hyena vibes. And what really strikes me about this episode is how much these characters don't change between, like... Yeah, I was trying to kind of work out the mechanics of what hap- what the supernatural thing is that happens in this episode. And the official explanation that we get um, is from the zookeeper and, you know, everything that happens. The official explanation that we get of, like, what happens in this episode is that the zookeeper has done this whole evil magic thing and these guys are kind of just caught in the crossfire, right? And they, like, accidentally become possessed by hyena zombie ghosts hyena spirits um (laughs) there's no zombie ghosts they get possessed by hyena spirits right but it's not their fault they just are in the wrong place at the wrong time but that really doesn't fit in with what we see before they get possessed like well no no specifically because the guy that like wanted to become a hyena or the zookeeper Mm -hmm. um he didn't realize that you had to activate it by by doing a predatory act. Okay. And they were obviously doing a predatory act by bullying per Lance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so... But with Xander, because Xander gets possessed too. Was he bullying Lance? I guess he's just caught in the crossfire. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I look. See, yeah. You know, it was the 90s, Sadie. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was the 90s. But so, like, what... So that, what I was thinking about then was that at one point when Xander's kind of... uh, No, sorry, when Giles is explaining what's going on and everything and how all the supernatural stuff works with the primals and how this magic works, he says that you have to draw the spirit of the animal into you. Um, So you have to, like, kind of... In order to become possessed, you're kind of willing yourself to become possessed. So 
I think that on some level, Xander and all of the other hyena gang were willing themselves to be possessed and were like engaging in this. Because Xander, in that really awful scene where he like come like attacks Buffy. Um, oh God! Yeah, we will. We will talk about. We that. will get to that scene. But he says, "Like, oh, you wanted me to become mean, so like, look who's you know I've become mean now. Look what's happened, kind of thing." Um, yeah, yeah. I think if if you could imagine any of the characters inviting evil into themselves for power, it yeah. would have been Xander in that moment. You know. Yeah. So I think that like. I think that the hyena gang and Xander always had that energy and always were kind of, they had that predatory thing going on before they became became hyenas. That's my kind of take on this episode. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, especially because, like, Xander is, like, why Xander? Like, is it just because he yeah. was there, you know? It's not just because he was there. This is, what I'm, this is what I think. I don't think it was just because he was there. No. No, I think he I, had a little bit of hyena in him all along. Willow would not have become a hyena. You know what I mean? Just wouldn't have happened. Doesn't anybody have a camera? <laughs> Here is something I wanted to talk about a little bit. Just like, again, rewinding slightly. Yeah, is... sorry, I jumped right into this episode. Let's go back. No, no, no. Is the, is the zookeeper talking about the Maasai tribesmen and how the hyenas had just arrived from Africa and then like telling this whole story and um about how this don't is go in ve- there hyenas are very quick to prey on the weak <laughs> yeah what but kind of a zoo is this <laughs> this is probably the first instance in Buffy of like the exotic uh, the exotic demon, the exotic mm. uh, danger, the the association of like tribal cultures with like something scary or whatever, because it like kind of comes up again and again and again, and it often, mm. yeah, like it often comes up something to do with Joyce or whatever. But this is the first. This is the first example Joyce of Joyce like, in her Ooh. gallery of tribal art. The Maasai tribesmen and the and the and the mm. Serengeti and ooh, you know. And then like the, the way the music through this entire episode is these like tribal drums, like the whole <laughs> the music way through. Is weird. Yeah. Um and obviously like that has something to do with like, you know, tribes, like, you know, teenage tribes, like cliques and the fact that like, you know, they're they all like get together and whatever. But um this is a recurring theme in Buffy. This is a recurring theme, in Buffy, of like the kind of the exotic Orientalist uh, threat. Um, this thing that we don't understand from Africa, this thing that we don't understand from South America, this thing that we don't understand from Asia, you know, um, comes up again and again. But this is the first instance of it. This is the first instance that we see. Yeah, I think I remember from my first watch some of the kind of strange things that are going to come up later. So we'll keep an um, eye on that one, eh? And then the most hilarious hyenas you've ever seen on television. <laughs> oh, they're so good. <laughs> so, oh, they they're look so... Like, they look like something from the 60s, like 60s animals on TV. Oh, they look terrible and I love them so much so much they're like being moved around with sticks like you can yeah. there's just like no uh and their little glowing red eyes but it jumps in it jumps straight in it's just like hey you know 
here is the gambit for the episode, yeah, all in the yeah. cold open. We're in the zoo. It's blah, blah, to the blah. Zoo. And, and Xander is a hyena. And then, hey, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, jumps straight in. The zoo imported those hyenas from Africa. There was something strange about them from day one. Mm-hmm. Already Xander is possessed by a hyena. Yeah, before and the credits, wow. Is the first thing that we see as they go to the bronze, is that correct? I think so. I feel like the first big revelation of this episode for me was that the bronze does croissants. It does do croissants, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does literally everything, everything you could want. It does a coffee, it does a croissant, it does a beer. Um, so it's like an all-day and all-night venue, which does like, which does coffee and croissants in the morning, and then it does. It seems to do food during the club nights as well, right? So like, so there seems to be like a gig on every night and some kind of like club night kind of thing, which goes on quite late. And at the club night, they seem to do food as well. And they also do drinks, but you can be there if you're younger, but they ID you at the bar. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, it, I just I just think it must be a nightmare for the staff. Like, they've got quite a lot going on. Yeah, and like, um, as you say, it seems to be every night because like quite often they'll be at the bronze and then they'll be at school the next day and then they'll be at the bronze and then they'll be at school the next day. So, which mm-hmm. makes me think, like, like, the bronze is at least open from Wednesday. At the very <laughs> least, it's open from Wednesday, you know. But I think it might be open all week. I think so. Like, I think you're onto something there. Mm. Um, so they're in the it bronze. It just must be a Buff- nightmare to run. That's all I'm saying. Buffy and Willow were talking about how much Willow loves Xander. Mm-hmm. Um... But then Xander turns up, mm-hmm. gives Buffy a little sniff. <laughs> he does. But then the hyenas turn up, mm-hmm. which is what we're calling the mean kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, the look between the the main hyena man and Xander is very, is, is erotically charged. <laughs> Reading a lot of eroticism in this episode. I'm sorry, that I like didn't I mean, like, I I can't. I believe not. you. I just didn't see it when I watched it. But you did. You didn't even see it. You didn't even see it between like themselves. Like you you didn't see these like four being kids as having any kind of like it. You know, I'm not even saying like erotic like sex. Just like there's there's something very. There's something very queer about all of them. Like, even just they're. I believe you, know. you. I believe you. I mean, now you mention it, but yeah, on first watch, I just thought, here's a gang of high school hyenas. No, I was just like, here are four really mean queer kids um, (laughs) who are bonded over being really, really mean. Um, And you feel like there's erotic energy between Xander and the dark haired guy? Oh, hugely. They just Mm. like stare at each other. And like, no, this is obviously because they're all hyenas together or whatever, but there's just like... Mm. Oh, it's super sexual to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like super sexual. And I think it's important that everything in this episode that we could explain as them being hyena spirits, we need to remember that I feel like they're not just hyena spirits. I feel like these are hyena spirits layered with human spirits. However, this particular possession works, I don't feel like 
it involves I don't feel like it doesn't involve the humans inside these bodies do you know what I mean and we do get a glimpse of that at the end when Giles is like yeah animal possession you don't like you don't lose your memories you know like you're kind of still in there and that is yeah something that becomes quite troubling when we think of stuff that Xander does in this episode yes so I can we just like does he just go back to being normal Xander after this I don't know if he does well it was my buttery croissant so, so I have to admit, I, I don't, I didn't, I think for those very large parts of this episode, I just didn't take any notes at all because I was just having a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing I got to was dodgeball, but I don't know if you've yeah. seen dodgeball. No, no, I've just gone straight to dodgeball as well. My dodgeball notes were just the music, uh-huh. which is, which is again, this very tr- tribal music you know like very like bongos and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if you had anything to say about dodgeball don't know did you ever have you ever played dodgeball yeah i'm sure we might have played it but something that's quite funny for me so, so see in this episode it's like it's raining so you know what that means dodgeball and mm. and i'm thinking like okay you're saying you know what that means dodgeball but you are on a basketball court but the gym teacher loves dodgeball. Like, he loves it. He says, like, God, I love this game. It's No, God, this game is brutal. I love it. He's such a typical gym teacher. Like, I feel like all our gym teachers were like that. Like, really into, like, us hurting each other and us suffering and, like, violence. What are your memories of, um, I mean, PE? You called it PE? Yeah, we called it PE, yeah. Well, we called it, like, the gym hall. No, do you know, in primary school, I think we called it gym, and in high school, we called it PE. But, like, We never called it gym. Oh, really? Yeah, no, my memories are just of, like, utter brutality, boredom and brutality, just, like, complete, like, drudgery, just, like... mm, Primary school might have been all right, but high school, it was, um... I don't remember ever playing dodgeball, but I remember playing, like endless endless hours of like badminton but like not like we didn't know any of the rules they just gave us badminton rack rackets and then they were like go for it and the bleep test where you just had to like where they had a tape which went like bleep bleep and then the bleeps got closer together and you had to like try and run up and down the hall between the bleeps and you just had to Basically, the bleep test was just like, run until you collapse. Like, that was run and get faster and faster until you collapse. Um, and they ranked all of the kids in order in terms of how, how long they could run for. Brutal. I actually, brutal. I actually, I actually love the bleep test. Oh, you're um, mad. No, I know. Especially because like I wasn't into sport or exercise or anything at all. Were you um, good at it? But I, I I wasn't bad. Like this is the Ugh. thing. Like Ugh. I hated I hated anything to do with skill. Uh-huh. Uh which was like football, you know, had skill involved or basketball had skill involved. Or really, like the bleep test was just like how thran you were in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Like how 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 thran could you be? And um I was like very very not in relation to the bleep test. Like I just was like, yeah, I'm done pretty early mm. so um, but I some I, people I, would like run until their their noses bled um my friend larissa's lips bled once 
I used to like eat pasta the night before the bleep test oh my God, so that I would have like, yeah, yeah, not crazy. And like, I never, I never like got the, the top score in the class or whatever, but like, I remember just, you know, getting a, getting a high score, getting like, you know, 111 or like something like that. Just being like, yeah, amazing. Um, I've never but, felt less close to you. For those of you that may have forgotten, the rules are as follows. You dodge. Willow comes up to Xander and is like, hey, what's wrong with you? And Xander says, oh, you might have noticed my feelings yes. have changed. Yes. And yes. he's like, I, I don't want to look at your pasty face anymore. Yeah, that scene made me want to cry. Uh, to, to Willow. To Willow. Of all people to of say all that. people. Her pasty face. Oh. Oh. But also, all of them are terrible at uh, laugh acting. Yeah, but like, is that, do you think there was like stuff going on when the camera was, I feel like probably what might have happened in this episode is that um, they just did like a normal laugh and then Joss Whedon was like, no guys, can you be like more hyena like? And then they were like, okay, ha 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 And he was like, no more hyena like. And then they were like, ha 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 ha. And, like, that's how they ended up... Because I feel like they, they were trying to do, like, a sort of hyena laugh thing, but it just ended up sounding like really, really fake bad laughter. <laughs> and who has the hot dogs? The guy from Computer Class is back! Love him! And he's got his hot dogs! And so are they just, like... Because is it, like, hot dogs in a lunchbox? It is, isn't it? I believe so. They just start so eating. Do American them school hands. kids eat like cold hot dogs for lunch? I mean, the dude from computing class definitely does, doesn't he? He definitely yeah. has cold hot dogs for his lunch. So they're having an argument about um, guitarist capabilities, and then he says to Sander, "Like, Sander, you've seen Wretched Refuse. What do you think of the guitarist?" And then I googled Wretched Refuse. And mm -hmm. they don't Excellent. seem to be a band. Maybe they were a very, very, very small band in wretched you know the nineteen nineties. Um, but in wretched which case, refuse... kudos to them for um, citing a really, really small band. But he specifically says about the guitarist, like, oh no, 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 that's just Hunt and Peck. So then I googled Hunt and Peck. Do you know what Hunt and Peck is? No. So Hunt and Peck is a, is 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 typing with your two index fingers like this oh. and going doo, 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 and like looking down as you do it that's that's hunt and peck that's apparently oh. officially called hunt and peck and that's really cute does anyone still hunt and peck i mean like everyone grows up with keyboards now from when they're like two years old so i think my mum does yeah i think that's how my mum types yeah I remember when I had to go to the job centre for a bit and um, the guy who was like my caseworker or whatever, um, he did that on his keyboard. So he would be like, so what's your name again? When I came in, I'd be like, Sadie. And he'd be like, S-A-D-I. And I was like, Jesus Christ, can I just have your job? Like... <laughs> I know how to use a computer. He was nice and stuff, but I, yeah, 
I felt like he was put there deliberately to like make us all, us job seeker people, give us motivation and inspiration. That is not cool. Then they smell, presumably they smell Herbert the pig. Mm. And they and they they walk towards that, but the brown-haired twink, uh, of the pack, uh, walks over the table. Mm. To get to the pig, everyone else just like walks around the table, but he walks over the table, and when he it's walks over cool. the table, if you pause, you can see that he is wearing some serious Cuban heels. Oh, like some like proper like three inch high Cuban heels. Oh wow! Just to just to point it out, you know. So, do you think that's because he's tiny, or I think maybe he was smaller than the rule ca- called for. Um, okay, but it only adds to the evil twink energy. I'm imagining for this man. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm getting what you mean more and more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The more I relive the, relive the episode. Uh, and then they they walk through the courtyard while this very, very slow mm. 90s grunge banger. Very brooding, very sexy emotional hyenas. Yeah. And they're all wearing such muted colours as well. Yeah. Mm. Xander, Xander of the, of the loud shirts is suddenly mm. wearing very muted, very earthy tones. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's this moment where then then he hears Buffy and Willow talking up on the um like the balcony, and Willow's cr- Willow's crying. Aww. She's crying so much, and um. I feel so much for Willow in this episode, but I also want to tell her to just move the fuck on. Yeah. You know. She's crying, and then Buffy's saying like, "No, there's something going on here." Blah blah blah. blah. He's not picking on you. He's just sniffing you a lot. Oh, right. So there's this little bit where Xander says to Willow, they're talking about Buffy, and Xander says, before she came here, our lives didn't need that much saving. So maybe Willow says, like, oh, she saves our lives, and and Xander's like, before she came here, our lives didn't need that much saving. But Xander and Willow have always lived in the Hellmouth. So Mm -hmm. what was going on before Buffy was there? Was the Hellmouth not open? or was there someone else there who was like getting rid of all the vampires and things well i guess in the first episode of buffy the vampire slayer which is welcome to the Mm -hmm. hellmouth um we see the master rising from the pool of blood Mm -hmm. so i guess before buffy gets there the master hasn't risen either and maybe with the master rising there's more you know supernatural energy um so that's one explanation the second is, like, obviously, once they're connected to Buffy, they're connected with, like, every single supernatural thing that happens in in Sunnydale. Mm. Whereas before, they would maybe have a chance to not be connected yeah, yeah. to it, you know? So, but I definitely do take your point. Like, they were already on the Hellmouth, so, you know. No, I'm sure there is an explanation. Aware. I just don't know what it is. I think we may have enough information so that together we could pull off a reverse transpossession. I mean, to be honest, most of my notes are just um, working on this kind of feeling slash theory I have about, like, 
I think that the official explanation we're given for the whole supernatural hyena thing is not quite the whole story. Um, and then there's just so much stuff that supports that, like um, the bit where Buffy's like, Giles, something's wrong with Xander. And Xander's like, no, he's just he's just like a teenage boy. This is just what they're like. Um, and like... Yeah, like, boys will be boys. And, like, all of the shitness of Xander in this episode, and also, by extension, the others, there's, like, this kind of... There's this kind of double story going on where one of the stories is this supernatural thing and one of them is, like... Like, there's something wrong with Xander. Like, it's not that he's possessed by a hyena, it's that he is a massive shitbag. Um... And I mean, there's always kind of that double story in Buffy, but I feel like it's particularly strong in this episode, that feeling of like, yeah, like who is the baddie here? Mm -hmm. And it's Xander. Xander is the baddie. Yeah, like it's more like, does the hyena just give them license to be more of themselves? Is that what's happening? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, All I'm saying is like, the people who they were at the beginning are still in there. All of the people who became hyenas had some kind of hyena-like energy about them at the beginning, including Xander. Yeah. And um, they're still in there during this whole hyena thing. That's all I'm saying. Buffy, boys can be cruel. They tease, they they, they prey on the weak. It, it, it's natural teen behaviour pattern. Okay, what have you got for the rest of the episode? To be honest, not much else. I just mused and mused about, like, what's really going on here, um, who's really making this happen... Is it really just the zookeeper? Is it them? Um, and then my notes, I mean, just at the end of the episode, really, um, just the way they really let Xander off the hook for everything really pissed me off. I know. And, like, Buffy is just like, he's like, oh, I didn't do anything else today. And she's just like, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll not talk about that. And then Giles really lets him off the hook as well. And I feel like, you know, that would be a really hard thing for either Buffy or Willow to really, like, you know, to really hold them to account on because, you know, they've got their own shit going on. It's not really their responsibility, but I think Giles should have. Yeah. But then, it's like, how does he know? True, like, he maybe doesn't know what happened between, well, with Dander trying to rape Buffy. Um, but, yeah, he must, I don't know, like, have... How much of Buffy and Willow told him, I suppose? Shoot me, stuff me, mount me. But yeah, no, no, the, the episode ends with um, Giles coming up and being like, oh, Xander, there's nothing about you and the hyena being separate people. And he's being like, oh, shut up. And then he's like, your secret's safe with me. Mm. And, and, and then it just ends, you know? Um, and nobody has to deal with Xander being... And then they just go back to being like, yeah, we're all just pals with Xander in the next episode. Yeah. But, I mean, we've not forgotten, Um, and we're not going to forget. We will never forget. Uh, We will never forget how much we hate Xander.